this message into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you, Father, that you have allowed us to freely, without any type of restriction, be able to open your word, speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for you being a part of this message, helping us, guiding us, leading us and directing us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts. Only way this can get done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity. The beginning of the church. The supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen. For them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes. Bless their lives. Bless their jobs. Bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, Hope you guys are ready for a wonderful time in the Spirit. Wonderful message. Wonderful times. Good day, everybody. Good day, good day. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. In Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we catch you in the morning, when you're getting up, getting ready, whatever, and you're stretching out, having some breakfast, getting ready for a long day of work, errands or activities, and you're just getting cleaned up and you want something inspiring, something spiritual, something Holy Spirited to get your day moving, or you're halfway through your day, 
you've seen some circumstances happen, some issues, some hurdles, some things just not quite right for you, but you've seen God do some stuff and keeping your faith, keeping your love, keeping everything moving for you, and you just wanted a, 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 a midday kickstart, midday message to get you moving, getting you through that what they call midday madness, or you're ending your day, done with your work activities or errands, you're having dinner, spending time with your friends, those you live with, those you're close to, and you just want to end the day on a very holy ghosted note. You want the spirit to touch you. However, whenever, whatever we're catching you right now, you're now tuned into the blue book. Presented by Pentecost Ministries and hosted by your boy Blue. Man, guys, mm, mm, mm. you know, it's a wonderful thing when you see God just doing things, when you see God just moving things, you know, it is extremely difficult for those who are just self, self-motivated to stop, look, what's that sound? God is moving all around, whether how small the blessing is, how big the blessing is, to really focus on that. To be able to see what God does in your life. Uh, the smallest little blessings, the time savers, the the maybe the extra few dollars you may have found in a pocket you may have forgot you had money in. Um, maybe a credit on a, a extra credit on a card. Um, just any small little thing that we just okay, you know, it is what it is. God is blessing. And if you don't see it, you're not tuned in. If you're not tuned in, that's what this message today and messages that we have done uh, try to encourage you to do is to see God closely, to recognize what he does, to recognize how he does what he does. Because that is the most important thing in the world, seeing and knowing what he does. It is a beautiful thing when you're tuned in, tuned in to him, tuned into what's going on with him and so forth and so on so as we all know and if you know on the blue book we always start our messages out with a pledge the pledge of the flag the Christian flag the most unrestricted the most free flag in the world today so if you know it say after me I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the savior from whom kingdom it stands one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life, liberty, to all those who believe. Very good. Very good, very good, very good. Well, guys, we are we are definitely heading into the Valentine's weekend, coming very soon very very soon and the beautiful thing about that is being able to share God's love real love not the love that is pop culture red hearts and all that's all nice and dandy and popping circumstances great you know you do for your loved one you know your spouse or whoever you choose to uh, do that for it's a fantastic thing. It really is. 
question really is, do you know the love, the real love of God, life of eternally, of victory eternally? Do you wake up every morning asking for God to help you love Him? Focusing your mind on it. No matter if you slip and fall, if you do sin uh, in your trials for that day, knowing that that is to get as less separation from God as possible daily. Okay? I don't know if anyone truly doesn't sin daily. Don't know that. Um, I'm not sure if it's even possible to tell you the truth. At the same time, we're, we have a sinful nature. So we're going to do things or be tempted in the flesh, spirit, and demonic forces to do sinful things. Okay? Difference is, is that we have that cushion of understanding. Forgiveness, but a cushion of understanding. It's not that you have to say I'm sorry every single time you sin. I mean, it gets really repetitive after a while. You do the same thing over and over again. Are you going to send you to hell for that? That's not the case. Thing is, is that we have to try our hardest not to be too separated from God on a daily basis. <clears throat> the more you sin, the more separation you get. So the goal is, the practice is, is to get as less separation as possible on a daily basis. <clears throat> Whatever you go through to minimize that gap. That's the thing. Minimize the gap. Daily. Daily. And do your best. And at the end of the day, pray to them. Let them know, hey, I tried my best today. You know, I may have uh, had this happen, that happened, lost my cool, did whatever you may have done. In the day, what did you do? You, you asked him to help you, lead you, and guide you through all that stuff. Know what I mean? Okay. So, if you got your Bibles, which got mine here, get your Bibles, whether it's technology through your cell phone, your laptop, desktop, whatever it may be, um, definitely open it up to 1 John. 1 John. That's towards the end, right next to Revelations. It's right there at the end. It's a small book, 1 John. If you have to, if you have to go through your coordinates, definitely do so. We're going to be in 1 John 4-7. Okay? 1 John 4-7. Okay, it's right there on the screen. Uh, I'll leave it up there so if anyone wants to get it. Now, I use the Amplified. Bible. I'm an Amplified Believer. I have an Amplified Life. I'm an Amplified Holy Spirited Pentecost. Okay. Whatever version of the Bible you have, fantastic. All the power to you. God bless you for that. Um, I just so happen to be this way. And we will definitely go through several different versions of the Bible, different interpretations of the Bible, different variations of it. Anything changes in wording, we'll explain it, go over it. And make sure we know sometimes it says something, something way more interesting than another version that hits better. And whatever Bible you use, I mean, it's honestly whatever God helps you with, uh, helps you understand his work with. So we're going to be in 1 John 4 7. Okay? What does 1 John 4 7 mean? The verse begins the second major section of this chapter, returning to this theme of love, life of victory eternally. Love. John begins by once again addressing his readers as beloved. So he's welcoming you with a loved. Beloved means that you are uh, a part. 
you are within the circle. You're endeared. Beloved is an endearment. We're a title of endearment. We don't not just friends, but we, we care about you. So beloved. Okay? He then mentions both love and God three times each. Because God is love. God and love are the same thing. Life and victory eternally, God. Okay? First, believers are to love one another. Okay? We're a small group of people, if you haven't already noticed already. Everyone wants to be called a Christian. And we have different denominations of that. Depending on personal beliefs, situations, etc., etc. Different denominations. They even consider Catholicism Christianity because of Christ in it. What people don't understand is Christianity, or Christians, are is the belief of what Christ did. The New Testament, Christ's love. Okay? It is... It is impossible, or nearly impossible, to live exactly like Christ did, because Christ is the Messiah. He never sinned. We've already sinned, so we cannot live like that. We are to be the best example of Him possible as a Christian of Jesus Christ. Um, problem is, is that people have taken this thing in so many different directions and gotten so lost in the clouds that it's very difficult very very difficult to get someone um, of true Christian value um, because it's very selfless it's a selfless thing you can't be selfish if you're a Christian you can't be a prosperic believer so to speak if you're a Christian because prosperity is prosperity and empowerment both can contain an individual your own self People say prosperous. Is, is prosperity is self-improvement, self-indulgence, self-motivation. Gospel is the good news of Christ and being selfless. Okay? When you say, you know, your wealth should be your health. Money should have nothing to do with wealth. That should be your health. That should be how you're feeling, uh, your, how your body is, and so forth. God cures things, God helps things, goes to the doctor, whatever the case may be. Your wealth is your health, not your money. Your money is just a monetary gain. But prosperity is all about whatever you can gain, whether it's money, any type of upsmanship, positive upsmanship, anything that gains, gain, gain. Well, Christ is all about sacrifice. So that's already out of the question. Okay, so we gotta love one another. Look at each other like, hey, you're my fellow believer. We gotta have love for each other, but love, not the love of a family member, of a relative, not a love of your spouse, not a love of your parents, but a love of a fellow believer. You believe like I do. I got love for you. Love each other. Um. This reflects both the commandments of Jesus, John 13, 34, and 35, and John's prior teaching on recognizing a life influenced by Christ, 1 John 2, 7-11. Influenced by Christ. A lot of people tried so hard to be just like Jesus, and it's just not happening. It's not, it's not 
it's not a possibility to do that because in order to do that you have to be sinless all we can do is model our lives as close as we can to what Jesus did look at the look, look to, you know turn the other cheek doesn't mean you get slapped in the face and you let them slap the other that is, that, that's not the case turn the other cheek is hey I'm gonna let God deal with this I'm not gonna mess with it I'm not going down that rabbit hole I'm not messing with that let God deal with it I'll keep it moving um, we have to recognize the, the people have to recognize the life of influence by Christ they can see God in you how you present yourself how you dress how you live your life how you conduct yourself around others your integrity your your authority your accountability all these things are attributes of how God is involved and influences your life second the reason believers are to love one another is because love is from God there should not be uh, uh, envy jealousy um, or any of those envy and jealousy in the kingdom if you're if you have a ministry whatever it is great fantastic that's one more avenue of the gospel that someone can hear and be reached by. The problem is, is that this secular world, pop culture world, has influenced the church world in believing that everything has to be prosperity, and that's exactly what's happened. No one's happy for no one for for reaching souls, for 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 showing Jesus to people. Everyone's oh, I gotta have record sales. Oh, I gotta have these sales. Oh, I gotta be able to be the one, the one. Don't we realize that Jesus and the following of the Christianity is selfless? That is why it is so important to be that way because Christianity is selfless. God will take care of me. I'm a believer. I'm sold out Pentecost. God will take care of me. I believe God will take care of me. But I'm here to take care of you because God, the Holy Spirit has put it on my heart he has, he has given me discernment to want to help you in the way that I can help you. That's Christ-like. That's Holy Spirit-led. That's G-talk. That's ghost talk. That's me being able to do what I can for you with the discernment of the Holy Spirit. Not being blinded. See, people put, I'll do, I'll do for you because I have it. No, that's not giving like God gives. What that is, is you feeling the pop culture pressure of I have it, I am labeled a believer, I give it, that, that's the mechanics of pulp culture, prosperity, preaching, and teaching. When you can do what you can do without worrying and without not having the influence of people expecting you to do it, that's when it becomes God because you do it from the heart, not because of action. You're doing it from the heart. If I drive on the street, down the street, and I come to up to somebody who, uh, who I feel may or may not need help. If the Holy Spirit puts it on my heart and I get discern, a, a, a conviction about it and I'm led to do it, I'm going to give you something of what I have. It doesn't happen all the time. That's why the Holy Spirit, again, is so important because the discernment, understanding, reasoning, and guidance comes from the Holy Spirit. He helps you understand this. Your God voice, your G voice, your ghost voice is telling you this is the right way. Science, logic says it's your conscience. I say, and most Christians say that have it all together somewhat, 
say that it's your God voice, it's your ghost voice, it's your conscience of the Holy Spirit helping you discern the right and wrong because we often mess up the right and wrong because we're good thinking with our feelings, not with our spirit. Our feelings will mess you up because feelings come and go. Well, many of you can be crying, many of you can be laughing. Feelings are all over the place. And sometimes they're correct. Sometimes you have, your feelings are correct. You watch an emotional movie, you watch, you hear an emotional story, you see somebody in need, if you, you feel for somebody, absolutely you're going to be emotional. But emotionals are, mo are, are momentary. Your spirit grieves, your Holy Spirit grieves when you see things that disturb you, regardless of what it is. Seeing something get hurt, seeing somebody lose a family member, um, or whatever. There's a whole bunch of different things that can, that, that can grieve the Holy Spirit, that can quench the Holy Spirit. But when you want to give something to somebody, that is 100% Holy Spirit telling you. That's why it's so important to have it, because it will tell you, it will guide you in the right direction. Make sense? Should make sense. Okay? Love from God. The ability to act lovingly towards others is one of the benefits of those close relationships with Jesus Christ. To be able to love people, the, the actual godly love. There's nothing about sin in that. If you love somebody the way God has intended to love, there is no separation in nature. It's a natural thing. It's got what God created. God is the creator of nature. Separation in is sin. God created everything natural. What he did do though, is anything we created on this earth that's not natural, God has used it to help us. Okay? The unnatural things of the earth have been used to help us as well. That's how you can get a, someone who is an atheist still do things for those who believe and use people how he wants to use them in blessings. Because you don't have to be a believer to be used by God. You just, you're, not, you're just not conscientious of what you're doing. You just think you're doing something out of regular mechanics. But not realizing God is actually using you to help somebody else. Same thing. As, as human beings create things that are not natural to make profit in one upmanship. God is also using certain things in there too. He could take a negative and make it a positive very quickly. And that's what he's done. Because he knew humans are gonna our humans are gonna adapt and evolve. So we evolve with it. That's why the New Testament. He had to evolve it. He had to change things. Third, <clears throat> the person who truly loves God has been born of God and knows God. You're born of God, <clears throat> which everyone is born of God. We're all in his image. We're all born of God. And knows God. <clears throat> if you truly love God, not only are you born <clears throat> of God, but you know God. And that's usually through teachings in, in life. Something your parents are responsible for. Is teaching you knowing God. Him or lack of. But in this case, we're talking about love, so we're talking about knowing God, which is love. This last statement includes two separate ideas, no, born and knowing. The person who is born of God is a saved Christian believer, John 3. Okay? So, you're first born, and when you're born again, you come into the kingdom of God. 
Okay, you're, in, when you come into the kingdom of God, you're coming in as a believer of Jesus, which makes you a Christian. By by definition, you're a Jesus Christian. You're a Christian or a Christian. Okay, that's John three. The natural expected result of this is for that person to have close relationship with Him. Once you get born again, second birth, that is when God, you know, when you you're now knowing. Okay, you're now knowing you can literally get close to God because now you have him knowingly and you've accepted him into your life. It's not that he's never been a part of your life. And I'm sure there's several people who have lived such a trife life, made a lot of mistakes and wonder why they didn't pass on and relocate. Like, man, God's had his head on me the entire time. Because we're all born in God's image. That, but that, there's there's complications with it. Once you are born, the problem comes in, is when you're taught something else or taught not the truth. So God says, I need you to rededicate yourself, be born again. And the reason why it's really born again, one is something God into your heart and Jesus in your heart and the Holy Spirit in your heart, but. He wants you to take accountability and restart. And usually when you restart your beliefs, what happens is you, um, you're a baby in the Christianity. You're a baby in the belief. You don't know everything. You haven't been down these roads. You don't know. And you have to be discipled. And you have to be taught. You have to go down certain roads. I've been down my welfare share of roads. And God has never failed me. People have failed me. People who know God have failed me. People who really had God he had the position of high high uh, office with God have failed me but God never failed me and never will I blame God for man's mistakes because now that I know and now that the Holy Spirit is ever present in my life that's my accountability <clears throat> I cannot say well this person led me wrong now because I have the Holy Spirit ever dwelling in my body in my soul the sermon and the counsel is there. If you're doing something that is just not right, and my spell, my Holy Spirit, my body is is quenched and grieved, I am going to move on. I'm not going to waste another another, another minute with it. Um, because there is a grievance there. There's a quenching there, and I'm not going to let that happen again. But only to those who have been down those roads, who've dealt with certain things, can really have that discernment in the Holy Spirit to be able to know. This person is just off his rockers. This person actually is on the money. Or at least as close as you can. Because no one's perfect. See what I'm saying? So. This results in that person knowing God. When you have a close relationship with God. You start to know God. You start to learn God. But learn God from a distance. Learn God a touch at a time. This is a lifelong study. This will never end. You will never, you never, you never know too much. You never know enough about God. But what happens is Godship goes in, and this becomes an idol, and you start getting into some crazy, crazy stuff that you're trying to find the understanding of God. But the problem is that you'll never will, no matter how high in the sky you go, no matter how high in the spirit you get, you will never know God's understanding because it's before your reality. Your future is in God's hands. Your past is in your your past is you're accountable for the future is in God's hands. The present time 
is what it is. Being grateful for what you have. A person cannot love God adequately without being born again. Why is that? Why can't you love God adequately without being born again? Without having salvation. Why can't you? Because you can't appreciate God it is that you cannot absorb him without accepting him. See, the thing is, is like even with evil, evil has to be welcomed. Okay? Evil can't just enter your home unless it's already there. Okay? If an evil's already in your home before you get there, there's nothing you can do about that. You have to cast that out. But if evil isn't in your home, you have to welcome it in. It has to be invited. Okay? The same thing with the Holy Spirit. You have to be, he has to be invited into your life. You have to welcome him in. The difference between evil and the Holy Spirit or God is one gives you hope, love, restoration, and, and, and discipleship, and, and it, and it gives you, it gives you faith. The other one gives you everything that that's not. Hate, jealousy, envy, strife, gluttony, and the, and the list goes on. You suffer from all kinds of different depressions and all that stuff comes of evil. Okay? Evil has hate. Evil hates humans. Because evil hates the truth. God is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the facilitator of the truth. Okay? You cannot know God without having him in your presence and in your heart you can know of him you can read of him by education but you can't knowingly love God without having him in your heart because you'll never experience the love of God in your heart if he's not in your heart you can recognize certain things people tell you you can read his word and get an education but the knowledge and wisdom of God comes from him inside you inside you then you feel God then you can experience him on that special level and you can build on that love and on that presence inside your heart mind and soul in your spirit but you can't know him like that unless you have him in your heart nor can a person truly love others apart from God's love People say, I can love you without God. How is that possible? God is love. A feeling. A data boy. A I'll do for you, do for me. Not love. How do you know you love me without God? God is the creator of love. He created the whole love encompassing. How do you know you love me without God? Because I'm your relative? Because I've done for you? Because I'm always an ear for you? You love me? Love is an eternal connection. Different levels of it. Relative, friend, spouse, family. You know, people that walk the earth. There's different levels of love. But it's eternal. There's no explanation for eternal love except for what's in the book what's in the Bible the Bible details it perfectly what love is and most churches or most weddings have that 
scripture read to him, love is kind, love is patient, love is this, love. that is love. People say, okay, well, you show your love by doing actions. Well, yeah, you can show your love by doing actions. You can show your love by vocally, vocalizing it. But love is truly what's in the Bible. Patience, kindness, love, gentleness, all this is love. God wrote it. So you tell me you, you love me without God, how is that possible? You can show attributes. Hold my hand, give me a hug, send a card. All those wonderful little things that come with what love is perceived by the world. But do you really love me? When you know God and how God operates, then you know what love is. Because God tells you what love is. And when you have God in your heart, you can feel what love is. Because he never let you lead and never forsake you. You got to be born again to know love. Those who demonstrate Godly love prove that they are saved. That's the proving method of being saved, is love. Taking the good with the bad, pressing forward, praying, love from a distance, live together, warmth, kindness, gentleness. When you love the way God, you, when you love the best that you can, how God loved, people can see even it's a little tap. That's why it's a mustard seed of faith. Mustard seed. You just got to give a little bit of a love that God has. You show that type of love. People are going to be just knowing God's all over you. We can't even touch that. It's a mustard seed of love. But it's enough to see God. All this love, to do love from the earth, from the world, from Satan's layer of the crust of the earth. All this love that Satan says he has with all this emotional and physical love that's there. It's all lust. It's not even love. Love is even a mustard seed of love from God. You can tell someone has God in them. How they care, how they talk, how they act, how they treat people. It's all love. So, we're going to go into our Bibles now. And we are going to be going into love comes from God. 1 John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is springs from God. It springs from God like a water spring. And he who loves his fellow man, which are your neighbors, your friends, all those that are around you, is begotten, born of God. When you show godly love, doesn't mean you do crazy, insane things and you don't have no type of discernment. Holy Spirit gives you discernment and how to get through these things. You don't need to be like, okay, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know what's right and wrong. The Holy Spirit will help you. And that's why you need God in your life. From God and is coming progressively to know and understand God. To perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of Him. The more you love on God, the more you show love of God, the more it comes to you. You can tell me you love all your relatives, all your friends, you got love for everybody, but you have no God, that's just a cosmetic thought process. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
It's a cos. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's a cosmetic, cosmetic word process. You think you love somebody because you you're in your feelings. You feel like you love somebody. Okay, do I love that person? Well, I feel like I love that person. I do for them. I do this. I do that. Um, you know, this, this, and that. And you have all your different reasons why you think you love that person. Where's God at? Well, you gotta love. Yeah, you do. Like you need gasoline to move a car. Get car won't move, then you won't go without gasoline. Anything can work. We have proven it time and time again in the human race. We all can make things work. Find a way around it. You can always make things work. But just because it works doesn't mean it's right. Just means you think it's working doesn't mean it's godly. People confuse love with affection and Affection is part of it. You show your affection. You show a type, a version of your love. Yes, but it's not everything. Neither is intimacy. It's a portion of love. We need to be cuddled. We need to be loved on. We need to be touched. Where where human beings are to be together. God created us to be together to to to, to feed off of some off another's. Um, Aura, feelings, emotions. There's sometimes you can't control your emotions. There's sometimes your emotions are all out of whack and it's entirely too hard for you to control them. It happens to me frequently. I watch a movie that touches my heart, inspires me, I get emotional. My wife knows that. Being married, I have uh, become very, very sensitive. Become very sensitive to any animal being hurt. I get very emotional. Not that I wasn't emotional before, but I never showed it like this. I am emotional now when I see animals get hurt. I'm emotional now, more emotional than I ever have been. Because my feelings get hurt when I see these things happen. Love comes from God. That's it. Love comes from God. Where else is it going to come from? The devil. Satan, Lucifer, evil, that's love. This is one of the supernatural, eternal things that cannot be explained. We have a million ways we can explain how we think we love. But if it ain't out of the Word of God and it isn't discernment of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is your it, it when you receive the holy spirit it becomes your discernment it becomes your guidance it becomes your emotional state of mind when god is in control of you can you put to the holy spirit to go away when you want to do your own thing absolutely it'll, it'll sit back let you do your thing it'll let you separate from nature because you still have free will regardless of what you've what you've accepted but the consequences of having Jesus and the Holy Spirit inside your heart opposed from letting Satan run your life is day and night. 
we've become so accustomed to canceling out the uh, supernatural warfare and thought processes that we think everything is self-empowerment. We think that hell doesn't exist. We think that, you know, just as long as I, you know, have a job and pay my bills, I'll be fine. Yeah, generally speaking. What about your health? What about your stresses? What about uh, your peace? Burdens on your, on your shoulders? Weight you carry? Oh, I so much don't like having burdens on me. I try not to have burdens on me. It's not, I'm not always successful, but I try to, 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 to just resolve all my issues so I don't have burdens on me. I give them to God that you deal with this. Let me look, look. I mean, I could tell. You could tell when you have the Holy Spirit, and you can tell what's right and wrong. You can tell what grieves the Holy Spirit. And it's not even right and wrong so much as it's grieving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will let you know and counsel you and guide you. Good love comes from God. So we go to 1 John 4 8, one below it. He does not have love has not become acquainted with God, does not have, never did know him of God is love. It is letting you know right there at 7 and 8 that straight up, God is love. If you do not have God, how do you have love? How do you become victorious in your spiritual walk if you don't have God on your side, because if God's for you, who can be against you? Because semen sinners are not against you. They're against God. They're not against you. Satan hates you, not because of you, but because you're his image, you're God's image. God hate Satan has all truth erased. There is no truth in Satan. He is the most lying, deceitful entity in all of the galaxy. World. He had all truth erased when he got kicked out of heaven. So now he puts hate in us because he doesn't want us to believe in the truth. He thinks in the truth is stranger than a lie because a lie is what you want to hear. Truth is not what you don't want to hear. It's kind of like eating your vegetables opposed to eating candy. Candy is what you want to eat because it's sweet. Vegetables are not sweet, so you don't want to eat it, but still health is wait, it's, it's, it's day and night with health. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You cannot love without God. It's impossible. Impossible. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. The NIV version says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You're born of God, born again. You have him in your heart. You know love. So the New International Version and the New Living Translation and the Christian Standard Bible all say dear friends. English Standard Version, King James Version, New America Standard Bible, all of them say beloved. That's really the only difference. In the end. 
okay? Let's see. The Bible in basic English is my loved ones. Let us have love for one another because love is of God and everyone who, who loves is a child of God and has knowledge of God. Yeah, there you go. It's a child and knowledge. The complete Jewish Bible says, Beloved friends, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves God has his father and knows God. Not too bad. Going down these versions and see if there's one that has it said some differently. So far, so good. Okay, here we go. The Message Bible. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. Okay, that's pretty good. The New International Reader's Version says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love comes from God. Everyone who loves been born again because of what God has done. That person knows God. Okay, the white mouth, New Testament. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love has it or has its origin in God, and everyone who loves has become a child of God and is beginning to know God. That's pretty good too. Not too bad today. Pretty good stuff today. Okay, let's see what we can do on the other home front here, because I like where we're going with this. Let's see if we have anything different. Okay, the AMPC version. Beloved, let us love one another for love is springs from God and he who loves his fellow man is begotten, born, and of God and becoming progressively to know and understand God to perceive and recognize and get better and clear knowledge of him. That's pretty good. The MSG version says, my beloved friend, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you cannot love him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so he might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not, not that once upon a time God loved God. But, the, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. There you go. My goodness. That's a good one there. Okay, the TPT version says, Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another. God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. Wow. Pretty good stuff.
So, in closing, chapter 4 warns Christians not to accept every claim they hear. Do not accept everything you hear. That could be ear candy. Don't accept everything you hear. Have discernment. Holy Spirit important. Have discernment. Instead, believers are to compare what they hear to the basic truths of the gospel. The Holy Spirit, the truth of the gospel. How the Holy Spirit is related to you. Listen to that, not to everything you hear. John then turns to the theme of love, explaining how believers ought to live out the pre presence of God's love in their lives. In addition, living according to God's love takes away our fear of judgment. You live in God, you love God, you show God's love, your judgment is not going to be on your conscience, on your burdens, because you know you're displaying what God wants to display and you're in tune with them. Very important stuff. In no certain terms, though, those who claim to love God but hate others are liars. If you love, say you love God and you have hate, you have all truth erased. There is no truth to be had when you hate. Okay? And I mean hate. I don't mean just saying the word hate. Oh, I hate this. I hate that. Well, okay, you can hate. You can say what you want. But if you're a true believer in God and you true believe, truly believe in Christ, the hate having all truth erased is no longer an issue. It doesn't exist. Can exist. Not exist. Because you have love. And you have the Lord. We have to come into love with God. Asking Him in your heart. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to open this up. Okay? If you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, as your personal Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Okay? Father God, thank you for all you have done for me. I believe your son, Jesus, came from heaven, died on a cross for my sins, for the forgiveness of my sins. And I ask you, Lord, for your son, Jesus, to come into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I want to know love. I want to know love from the author of love. Lead me, guide me, and direct me in your way and your word. And fill me with the Holy Spirit. You're welcome in my heart. Thank you for my salvation and forgive me for all of my sins. In Jesus' name, by the way of the Holy Spirit, amen. If you said that prayer, please email us on the screen, bluebook at gmail.com. If you're on Instagram or on podcast, it'll be in the links um, in the Encore on Pentecost Ministries. There's nothing more important than receiving God's love and receiving God into your heart. That is the reason why ministry even exists is because we want to extend that love to you. So, come into it, love into it, choose a life of victory eternally. Every morning you wake up, choose it and work at it. It's a practice. You'll never perfect it, but you'll get better at it. And you'll, be, and you'll always ask God for help. You'll always ask the Holy Spirit to help you through things. And that's what they're there for, to help you through whatever you're going through. 
to keep you a, a company, not abandoned. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Any prayers, questions, comments, bluebook at gmail.com. The forum's always open. Hit it up. Check it out. Uh, I, Father, I ask you right now just to bless everyone who watched this, who hears this, Father. Bless them, Father. Bless their households. Bless their lives. Bless their finances. Bless their, their, their coming and going, wherever they may go, until the next time we meet. Remember, Jesus loves you. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> and until next time. Jesus.